She's Inspirational, and this is the She's Inspirational podcast. I'm your host, Julia Strayler. Today, I am speaking with Julia Malley, who married David McClelland on the New Zealand 2018 Married at First Sight. During the show, Julia's authentic and outspoken personality saw her positioned as the bully in her relationship, and as a result, she suffered horrendous cyberbullying. Today, we are catching up with Julia to discuss the effects of cyberbullying, how she got through it, and whether reality TV promotes anti-feminist gender stereotypes. Welcome, Jules. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I feel honoured. Firstly, can you tell me a bit about what inspired you to go on Married at First Sight New Zealand back in 2018? To be entirely honest, I had (laughs) zero idea that I was going to go on the show. I felt that uh, it would be the last thing I would do. (laughs) But uh, I had an amazing supportive group of friends that came up with the idea. And uh, when they pitched it to me, I was like, oh, absolutely not. I would hate to go on a reality TV show. <laughs> but uh, everything else hadn't really worked. And I was really, I was at a point in my life where I, I wanted to find love. I had a series of failed dates. And look, I think one out of six couples end up falling in love. So I thought, well, those odds were pretty great, especially uh, compared to Tinder for a dating site. Um, so after much consideration and uh, my friends badgering me about it and being like, hey, come on, let's just enter. It'll be fun. Worst case scenario, it doesn't happen, but why not? So we had fun in the process and uh, we made a video, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Yeah, I ended up getting a call from Warner Brothers. I couldn't believe it. And at that point, I was like, oh, is this going to be coming? Is this going to become real? Is this something I actually want? So how long had you been single for before you went on the show? (laughs) Uh, A while, uh, probably a good seven seven years or so. So you genuinely were looking for love, you know, when you went on the show. Yeah, so I'd been alone for a while and I thought, well, you know what, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to meet someone. Uh, So, hey, let's give this a go. Wow. So you were single for, you said, around seven years and then you were thrust into this living situation where you were living with this new man. And <laughs> how difficult for, for you was that? <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of an all or nothing kind of person. <laughs> it was a lot harder than I thought, to be entirely honest. And I, I really wanted to, I really, really wanted it to work. I genuinely really did. I kind of thought, hey, on paper, it, 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 you know, we, we were perhaps a good match, but oh, anyway, that, that's another story. It turns out that we really weren't. <laughs> so living together can take a toll on a normal relationship. But when you and Dave moved in together and you started, you're a very open and honest person. So you just started bringing up, I remember, because I watched the show, um, you just started kind of bringing up how he was getting on your nerves and it looked like he was really invading your personal space at some times. I remember this scene in the pool where you're kind of, he's kind of like cuddling you and it looks like you're kind of trying to edge away. And <laughs> you were kind of positioned as 
you know, not a very nice person just from being authentic about the way that you were feeling. And how did that make you feel when you when you watched the show? It was a shock to the system, definitely. I don't think I realised until I was actually amongst it that I had become very, uh, well, very used to being by myself and, you know, just having someone always there, <laughs> especially a stranger, was was difficult, um, but not to say it was difficult, but I was definitely ready for the challenge. Dave, when I first met him, like he, he was a really nice, a really nice guy. I just wasn't. There was just a, a few doubts from the the beginning, and I was determined to to work through them and give this a real proper go. I wasn't. I was. I wasn't going to give up. That's for sure. Your your audience, like they they got quite angry with you when you started to speak authentically about the way you felt about Dave and how you felt things weren't working and I know that I read some articles where you had comments from people saying you know he's such a nice guy you would be lucky to have him and these kind of things and what do you think that kind of suggests um, to women that if we get a nice guy you know we should just not voice our opinions? Yeah look I and, and that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted a really nice guy. I mean, absolutely. That that was the top of my list. Someone who respects me and we have a lot in common, who's kind. As you probably know, there was a from the get-go that the attraction was was something I battled with a lot. Um I just yeah, there, there, there was a missing spark and, and I wasn't going to give up though. I I, I thought, well, over time this can change if we get to know each other a lot better. Yeah, unfortunately, that spark never came. So that was that was that was sort of the issue. Yeah. So I mean, you you had been single for seven years, as you said. So you were really. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> really, really, really uh, getting in there with that seven years of being single stuff. <laughs> hey, I didn't settle. Hey, what can I say? I kind of settled. <laughs> I just didn't. Exactly. And, you know, your audience kind of was saying that you needed to lower your standards essentially and settle because that was all you were going to get. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, that really hurt me a lot. My self-esteem took a massive, massive tumble. A lot of comments of people saying, well, he's extremely lovely and you're you're lucky to have him and picking at my at uh, my looks and my persona and who I was, who they thought I was as a person, basically saying that, well, what, what are you thinking? This is all you can get. That was, that was a bit hurtful. I know it must be tough to, for you because you probably haven't, you know, delved into these memories for a while. But so you mentioned that in one of the news articles that I read, that some of the positive stuff you had said and done was edited out and you were positioned to look bad, whereas Dave's what could be called gaslighting was edited out. Um, and I know there are now no hard feelings between you and Dave, but looking back, do you feel like potentially the producers lent into supporting him as the good guy? Absolutely, and that was their narrative right from the get-go. <laughs> I just didn't know it at first. Looking back on the show, they cut out a lot of what I said to the point where it was actually extremely obvious that I would be in a different, you know, I'd say half a sentence and then I would actually be in a different uh, outfit and they would put two sentences together. It, it was just, it was very obvious, I thought, looking back on it. But I don't know. A lot of people 
they chose not to see that. Yeah, so at the time of the show, you reported terrible cyberbullying to the extent that people were telling you things like, go and kill yourself. I know it's probably tough, but can you tell me a little bit about the kind of cyberbullying that you received? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be really blunt and raw about it because it's horrible. A lot of it was picking on uh, my looks. I need plastic surgery. I need a nose job. I'm fat. I'm ugly. Oh, gosh. And uh, then a lot of it was around my personality. You know, I'm, I'm loud. I'm horrible. I'm outspoken, as you say. And uh, I don't deserve someone that lovely. Yeah, go jump off a bridge. All this sort of horrible. And yeah, it, it was it was really heartbreaking. Really heartbreaking. In the end, I, I decided not to read it. I, I, I yeah, a, a lot of uh, the other contestants, um, they stuck up for me and they would write back. And I told them in the end, don't do that. It's just poking the beer. It's just, you know, I could see that this is, it wasn't about me. It really wasn't. These people have a, a lot of their own sadness that they, they were dealing with and, and they reflected that on me. So I, it took me a while, but I, I just, I, I had to forgive them. I read online that one tactic, tactics, sorry, that you used to manage it was to actually let someone else operate your phone for a while. It got that bad. Do you remember like the moment that prompted you to say, oh, I can't, I can't actually take this anymore and to give your phone away? Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. When, when people mention suicide and look, you know, you need to die. I think that that's a whole nother level altogether. And I was already extremely down and prone to uh, depression, if I'm being honest. So it did send me in a bit of a, a whirlwind in my head. Um, I was lucky enough to have some really amazing supportive friends around me. But I just decided that, no, I need I really, really, really need to just take a step back from this because this is not, this is not, this is doing more. <laughs> This is doing more evil than good. So I decided to, um, to yeah, let someone else uh, answer for me, basically, if it, were, if it was uh, necessary, which a lot of the time it wasn't. So do you think that um, sometimes potentially the show's ratings might come at the expense of people's mental health? Yeah, I, I definitely think it, it would, and it has for a lot of contestants. Uh, obviously me being one of them. When you spoke out about the cyberbullying, because I've, I've now seen on Maths that's airing right now because I still follow them on Instagram, and almost every week they post a post to their social media telling people to be kind and that this is not a place. But I, I don't know if they actually did that when you had had the show, They like the New Zealand Maths account actually posted messages like that. Um, I know the Australian account's doing it now um, for the current season, but I know that also the producers of the 2018 math said they got you an in-house therapist and they also gave you a bit of a social media briefing. Do you think that they need to do more to protect their contestants? Look, they did warn me. They did warn everyone. So I don't think, I think they do need to do more, but the question is, what well you know what I, I do th I think that they actually should have support um, the support should have been offered during the show maybe not afterwards 
and and even then the support was very limited like they had a, had a limit on on hey we're actually only going to give you three sessions and then that's it you're on your own which um yeah I don't think was very fair and so now that it's a fair few years long I can't do the math for how many years it's been oh let's not please <laughs> <laughs> um how how is it is it still affecting you at all the cyberbullying that you received so what you probably don't know is that maths has aired in um a lot of that my season particularly has has aired since in a lot of countries all around the world so papua new guinea belgium the uk um fiji it's been yeah it's it's been all around the world so it's it's kind of the i have continued to to receive messages from people, just not in nowhere near the capacity of what I used to. Uh, some of it's not nice, but to be honest, a lot of it has been nice, which is interesting, really. It might say something about our own culture uh, because, yeah, the, the overseas, people from overseas have been a lot kinder to me about it. In fact, I would love to share a message that I received just last week if you don't mind, March 15th, I think it was. Please do. Yes, please do. <laughs> Rachel, her name was. March 15th. Hi, Julia. Sorry for messaging when you don't know me. Currently, I'm in the UK where maths is airing. I googled to see who's still together and what went on after the show, and I saw the incredibly awful backlash you received. I just wanted to say I thought you seemed extremely genuine, fun, and a lovely, kind person, and I'm extremely shocked you received any hate and sad to hear about the traumatic abuse you got. Keep doing you. You're great as you are. The people who get you will see that. Oh, it's made me a bit emotional. <laughs> I replied, <laughs> um, and I said, Rachel, you have actually made my day. I'm so sorry. I only just saw this message because it went through to my message request, so I only received it on, on Monday, actually. What an incredibly lovely thing to say. <laughs> you're going into my gratitude diary tonight. Yes, you're right. It was a bit horrible and people were mean, but the real people like you understood what actually happened. And I appreciate this message very much. Thank you for taking the time to send it. It means a lot to me. Oh, that's lovely. So it's it's good to know that between the bad, there are some nice messages as well. And it's, it's interesting that you the overseas viewers didn't come at you in the same way that the Australasian viewers did, which I don't know what what that says about our culture, um, that we maybe feel more comfortable um, cyberbullying. But it's, yeah. So, I mean, during the show, you were quite authentic and you were true to your outspoken self, which I can see. And as a result of this, you were positioned as the aggressor and often referred to as a bitch or the bitch of the show. I'm doing quotations here. And do you think that reality TV promotes anti-feminist stereotypes by often positioning one woman as the bitch and it's often, you know, the one that is just authentic and outspoken? Absolutely. I think if you're more, you're, you're quiet and submissive, you're not going to be, they can't turn that around. But I was I was honest and real, and, and that was something I was extremely aware of the entire time. I said to myself going into that show, well, all I'm going to do is be myself and be really honest with everyone. And I was right from the get-go. You know, I didn't hide it. I, I, I sort of said, even directly, <laughs> you could see it at my wedding. I was sort of like, oh, 
not sure how I feel about this just yet. And uh, yeah, I so I, I must say I'm proud of myself for being real and uh, keeping, yeah, just staying honest the entire time to myself and to the audience. I saw in one of the articles you said that you read a quote from the honey badger ah. who also experienced bullying on the show and he said that he he grows as a result of it and you you found um yeah you found a strength in that. Do you remember that? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you do grow as a person. You really do. I look back now and I'm just like, wow, I, it took a while. I mean, yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was easy for, for a long time after the show. But I, I yeah, I took the opportunity to, to, to lean into my authenticity and go with it. Cyberbullying, it doesn't just affect reality TV stars. It also affects influencers and everyday internet users. I mean, you and I, we grew up in the days of dial-up. Um, So, and there was no Instagram and there wasn't a Facebook until we would have been in university. So we kind of dodged the whole cyberbullying. We just got bullied in real life. (laughs) Um, But I feel like cyberbullying is probably so much worse because people won't hold back the setting behind, you know, they're hiding behind a laptop. So I was wondering if you had any advice for listeners who are trying to overcome it themselves or whose parents who think their children may be experiencing it. Absolutely. Look, I think it's it's really hard to, to remember this. If you can remember this and tell yourself this, you will get through it. It is not about you. This person hiding behind the screen is extremely, extremely, uh, they're in a lot of pain. In fact, I remember one example uh, of of someone that um, said some really, really extremely nasty things to me. Oh, gosh. And uh, look, I didn't reply to any of them. A lot of them I didn't. In fact, I don't think I replied to any of them. But this particular one really, really, it, it cut deep. So, I decided to reply, not on the on the portal in front of everyone, but um, I, I directly messaged them myself. And I asked them if that were okay. I just said, hey, look, uh, you know, I appreciate your feedback, but <laughs> are you okay? Because this is clearly not about me. This is about you. And when you remember that, yeah, it helps you. It really helped me, actually. Just, just to remember that it, it is never about you. It's just a reflection on, on, on their own pain, really is, sadly. Because, I mean, they don't really know you. You're just a, you're just a person they, they watch on TV, and, but they think they do, but they don't. So, yes, moral of the story, just remember that it's never about you and that person is just going through their own internal pain hugely and they're just reflecting it on you. So if you can show kindness... It would go a long way. So after coming off the show and you received your three therapy sessions, what kind of personal development work did you do to come out the other side of this cyberbullying? Because I know that you had a tough time, but now you are living in central Otago. You're a crypto entrepreneur and you, you, have, a great, you have a great life now. But how tough was it to get from the destruction of the cyberbullying of maths to get where you are today? because It was extremely tough. And to be entirely honest with you, Julie, it's an ongoing journey still. I think um, self-work is, 
and healing is a forever thing. It's not, oh, hey, I'm going to be okay in one, two, three years. For me, I do a lot of mind and body practices. So uh, as much as I think talk therapy has its place, I think that uh, the mind and body are connected. So I did a lot of um, emotional freedom technique, which is tapping on the body. I did a lot of sessions of those, and I still continue to do that. Um, and, yeah, that really helped me a lot. I've become very spiritual. Uh, what else? Meditation. Gosh, that's important. Quiet the mind. It's just, yeah, otherwise that chatter can get the better of you. Um, I journal. I write. write I write my thoughts down now. I didn't used to. I do now. And it helps me to just get them out. And I know this sounds so cliche, all these things I'm telling you, but they honestly do work. They really do. And it's about consistency. If you're consistent in it, you'll definitely see see the progress moving forward for sure. So um, I hear that you are in the process of setting up your own crypto consulting business. So how does, you know, working and putting your time and um, energy into something you're passionate about help your mental health? Oh, gosh, it pays off tenfold, definitely. Uh, it's having something to focus on that is my own is is extremely rewarding. And I'm super excited because cryptocurrency is, is, you know, I think a lot of people are still in that, that oh, gosh, what is it? Do I, I want to know about it, but I'm not sure. So I think that there's definitely a market there. Um, so, yeah, watch this space. Crypto Clarity, the name of the business. Oh, cool. Well, I will link it down below when your website is live for anybody listening so they can go and check it out. Um, so if if listeners could buy one coin, what coin would you recommend? Well, to be honest with you, I'm, I stick to the, safe, the safety net of Bitcoin. Uh, there is a lot of cryptocurrencies out there. But I sort of believe in, you know, 90% of them won't exist in the future. So I think if you're looking for a long-term strategy, definitely stick to Bitcoin. Bitcoin or Ethereum, but I'm a, I'm a more of a Bitcoin maxi myself. Oh, perfect. Well, we'll have to get you back on the show once you've set up the business to talk a little bit more about cryptocurrency. Um, but it's so great to hear that you have worked through the cyber the cyberbullying um, from Married at First Sight and come out the other side. And thank you so much for chatting to me today because I feel like some of the stuff that you shared could be really helpful to listeners who have experienced their own cyberbullying. I really hope so. That would make me happy because, yeah, I know exactly how it feels. But, yeah, just to say once again, just really remember that it's not about you. And that person is in a lot more pain. They're in a lot of pain and that's why they're projecting onto you. 